Welcome to SNAP, survivors of narcissistic and abusive personalities. This educational recovery podcast is presented by Claremont Mental Health and Mandy Friedman, licensed professional clinical counsellor. This presentation contains vital information for survivors of abuse. Topics include the spectrum of abusive personalities, targets of abuse, abusive relationships, and survivors in recovery. We hope this information helps you gain solid footing and clarity as you navigate your road to recovery. Good morning, survivors of narcissistic and abusive personalities. How are you today? How was the beginning of your week? Hopefully it was good. I don't know, you guys. It's sort of just getting through these last couple weeks. At least it is for me. There's a lot of events when I normally don't have this much going on. So if you guys have a lot going on, I feel you. And um, that on top of having uh, toxic situations going on and familial relationships or at home with your spouse or partner. It's just, you know, icing on the cake uh, when it's the holiday season because um, they're in rare form usually during that time um, and we're all triggered and emotional about all kinds of stuff. So I feel you just remember to take care of yourself and try to get rest when you can. Um, today, I'm going to talk about some tips that will help you avoid abusive relationships in the future, a plan that we can make for ourselves ahead of time. But first, I want to talk about our SNAP classes because they're starting back up again January the 13th. Um, so we have four classes, and the first one is SNAP Class 1, um, Abusive Personalities. Okay, and it's an hour long, maybe a little bit past an hour, maybe it's an hour, hour 15 minutes. And we talk about all abusive personalities, toxic personalities, um, and our spectrum of abusive personalities, which you'll only find in the SNAP class. Um, we, talked, we talk about their common features of those personalities. We go through a list of common features. And it, it's just a good foundation for you to start with. It helps you spot abusive, toxic, and manipulative, exploitative people. It also gives you language to describe some of the things that have happened to you. It can also help you see whether you are currently in an abusive relationship or not because you'll have all the information right there um, and it'll start to sound pretty familiar. Um, now the class two, SNAP class two, is targets of abuse. And that's us, the survivors, right? Because we have a lot in common. I'm not sure if you realize that or not, but um, generally um, targets of abuse are targeted specifically for certain reasons. And we are selected by abusive people. Um, and so it's really great to learn what our strengths are, what the good things are about us that make us attractive to abusive and manipulative people. Okay, then class three is SNAP class three, abusive relationships. And that talks all about the type of psychological warfare and things that go on in an abusive relationship. This is probably one of the more important classes um, because it really captures the dynamic and the cycles that go on. Uh, finally, we have SNAP class four, and that's survivors in recovery. This is the most important class. 
um, we go over everything that you're going to need to know about healing and recovery from abuse. Um, that class is a little bit longer. It generally goes definitely to an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes. But these classes are online in the notes to this video. There's a link you can go to sign up. The class is 40 bucks. However, we will charge you what you can afford because it's important to us that you participate. Um, we're really more about getting the information out there. It's not about the money for us. So, Also, because it's online, you can participate with complete privacy and anonymity. People mute their microphones and turn the camera off and, and I can put your initials and not even your full name on the screen. So um, if you're worried about that, you don't need to worry. This is complete privacy when you take these classes and it's a good foundation for you as you move forward in recovery. Okay, so that commercial's over. Now we're going to talk about tips for avoiding future abuse. Some of us really feel leery about dating and starting new relationships. If you've been in an abusive relationship or if you've been in multiple abusive relationships, right? Because a lot of people have. Um, what we need to do is we need to make a plan, right? We need to make a plan. And we make our plan now. And the reason we do it now is because right now we're in our logical, rational mind, okay? Uh, it's also best when you're making your plans that you're not thinking about a particular person, okay? So, and I'll get deeper into that in just a second. So, for survivors of abuse or people who have complex PTSD, uh, PTSD related to abuse, when we are in the moment of the... Um, those red flag feelings, like the uh-oh feelings, is this real, is this happening, was that just, did I just get gaslighted, um, you know, am I being too paranoid, um, am I seeing it clearly, basically, um, we have a hard time with that, things get messy, and for me too, you know, I've told you I have a therapist, and she helps me with these things, I love her, and I come to her when I'm in my emotional trauma brain and, and saying, okay, here's what happened, you know, am I seeing it clearly or am I reading too far into it? And, and she can sort of hold my hand with her logical brain and get my logical brain back online, right? So that's what we're going to work on today in terms of giving you tools for giving that, getting that logical, rational part of your mind back online um, and, and in charge, which is important. So the reason why we have to go ahead and do these things in advance for ourselves is because in the moments of abuse or in the moments of <clears throat> conflict, we're all out of sorts and it's really hard for us to find our footing. So we need to, um, I love sci-fi, I don't know why in my 40s. I decided that I love sci-fi, but in, in a lot of the sci-fi shows that I watch, there's a lot of time travel, um, and sometimes people will affect the timeline by sending messages, right, to their future self. That's what I want you to do. We're going to start sending messages and planning ahead for your future self, so get in your time machine, right? We're going to do our thinking now for our future self. Okay, so one of the things that I'd like for you to consider is that when you're getting into a new relationship, especially when you're heading into that integration phase of the relationship, remember first we date, we don't integrate. We date, we don't integrate until we have a good chunk of time that we've been with this person to see their patterns of behavior and how they behave in their natural habitats, so to speak. And I, I did just do air quotes, which I love and I don't care. Um, so 
All right, so we need to go ahead and have an exit plan when we're starting to integrate, okay? Even if the person is amazing and everything seems fine and there's no red flags at all, you need to have things in your own name. You need to have a bank account that the other person doesn't know about that you're putting money in. So then the event that you need to leave, you have the money to do so. Um, you, you just want to have that plan in place and including having um, someone else that you've clued in to your plan in case you have to enact the plan that can be a supportive figure for you or perhaps they're holding items for you that you could use at a later date. Um, so that's not you being paranoid and that's not you being negative. It's you being smart, right? It's you being smart because I mean, how many of us in the beginning thought that everything was fine, right? And that's what we're trying to push past is that, yeah, but when I thought things were fine then, they weren't. So I think they're fine now, but they are they? Okay, well, let's make a plan for that then, just in case, right? And then you can relax more in yourself and in your relationship. So be smart about the integration part of your um, relationship when you're starting to merge your things and your accounts and things like that try as best you can to keep things separate as much as possible um, but at bare minimum have money either stashed away or that you're you're actively saving into an account that only you have access to and only you know about yeah I know that's not very romantic it's practical right and I bet you wish you would have done that the first time around right okay so go ahead and have that escape hatch in place, right? So that if these other things line up, you can push the button and now we um, enact the exit protocol, the escape hatch, right? Okay, but first let's rewind. What I'd like for you to do right now is I'd like, not literally right now, but right now in your process, I'd like for you to make a deal breaker list. And this deal breaker list, remember, we're not gonna have any particular person in mind, um, whether it's the person we're with now, or someone we have our eye on, um, or someone from the past. We're not thinking about them, we're thinking about us, right? What's okay with you? What's healthy for you? What specifically are you okay with and you're not okay with? So these are your must-haves and can't-haves for relationship, okay? So for me, you know, I'm conflict avoidance. Um, I really need to have like a peaceful home life. Um, I am an introvert, so I don't really go anywhere. <laughs> so someone who's with me, if they are, you know, very extroverted and want to be going and doing and going and doing, that's going to be a deal breaker for me because that doesn't fit my personality. Um, so you will think about your own things that you know are deal breakers for you. For example, are you allergic to cats? All right, well, someone who has a bunch of cats, that's a deal breaker. It's no, nothing personal against them. Right? It's just you know that you're not going to be able to spend time at their place because you're deathly allergic to cats. Put all of those things on the list, and I mean all of them. 
And here's why. Because when you're in love and your feel-good chemicals are firing off, basically that means you're high, um, you have a hard time, we have a hard time seeing things clearly when our, our feel-good chemicals, our love chemicals are coursing through our brains. Um, and we will definitely lower or soften our boundaries or lower our defenses or um, we'll say, you know, well, he's great, you know, and, and the kids love him and his parents are great and all this stuff is awesome. Um, so what if he has 13 cats? I'll deal with it, you know, I'll take allergy medicine, I'll, I'll start up allergy shots and maybe we'll use HEPA filters, it'll be fine, right? because you love the person now and you know you're you're not thinking with your logical rational mind you're thinking with your romantic uh, you know love high mind um, so that's why we got to do the thinking for ourselves ahead of time right so the practical logical stuff it could be distance it could be what their familiar relationships are like is he oddly close with his mother and that's weird to you does he keep uh, is he friends with ex-girlfriends and, and collects ex-girlfriends and expects you to be cool with that? Um, if that's not okay with you, that's not okay with you and that's okay. You don't have to be okay with that. If you are okay with it, that's fine too, right? So think through all of the things that you know are not good for you. They're not healthy for you. They're things that you're not okay with. Maybe something to do with your faith. Maybe something to do with your worldview or your political views. <clears throat> your gender views, anything, right? So I know like for me, I'm not gonna be okay with someone who is sexist, because <laughs> I'm a woman, right? So the second I start hearing those sorts of messages, I'm not gonna be okay being in an intimate relationship with that person. Put all of that on the list, put all of it on the list, all right? So that's the first thing to do, make your deal breaker list. Um, the second thing you're gonna need to do is I want you to write down three observable facts that to you are an indicator that you're not doing well. Either that um, you're being worn down, you're being manipulated, uh, you're mentally unwell, you're emotionally unwell, physically unwell, um, that you're, you are being abused or you are engaged in something toxic. Well, think back to the past. What were your signals in the past? How did you know? Were you drinking too much? Were you not eating? Um, were you not sleeping? Were you avoiding going home? Um, did you pick up some sort of a cyber relationship with someone who was nice to you and you started corresponding, you know, um, on the sly with someone else? Um, so the, we want to think about things that we will wind up doing or being while we're being abused or while we're in a toxic relationship. You know yourself well right so maybe you start cutting um, maybe you realize that you don't feel comfortable talking to your closest friends anymore um, but again these need to be observable tangible factual things right that you that when they happen and all three of them happen at the same time there's no denying it then right you know for sure that something isn't right um, so write those things down now Right? So you're going to do your deal breaker list and then you're going to write down your three observable facts. And just tuck those away. Put them in your phone. Um, 
you know, and then when you are at a point in your relationship, and you will be, no matter how healthy the relationship is, no matter how awesome the, the other person is, you're still going to wind up having those moments of, what? Uh-oh, wait, is this a red flag? I can't tell. Am I overreacting? Um, maybe I'm... Uh, jaded and bitter, you know, and that's why I'm thinking this negative thing about this person. When those questions start happening, get out those assignments and take a look at them. Also, keep in mind that those are living documents, meaning that as you have more and more life experiences, you might cross some things off the list or add some things to the list. Um, so it's sort of a, a form of of its list keeping but it's also journaling too in a way because we learn that there are some things we thought we were okay with that now we know we're not so we got to add it to the list or maybe there was something you thought you wouldn't be able to put up with at all um, you know like someone who golfs every weekend and then you realize oh wait that means I'll have those weekends to myself and that's not so bad right so you can change the things on the list based on how you grow and develop over time um, so yeah, those are the things that we want to focus on is you want to make your exit plan and have that already in place. So that's you saving money and, you know, even looking at apartments. I know this sounds like that, you know, that's alarm bells if you're already looking for apartments, but that's, it's not because you know it's not going to work. It's because in case it doesn't work, you need to have peace of mind to know that you know where you'll go. You'll know about how much it'll cost. You know, what are you going to do with the dog? Or do they take dogs? Which apartment places take dogs? What about the school district? On and on and on and on. If you've already explored those things ahead of time, then you can relax more and enjoy your relationship because there's not going to be as much of that other shoe syndrome going on like we have um, because you've already done the planning for yourself you've already thought it through for yourself and that was your uh, time machine approach of sending that letter to your future to you to your future self while you're in your logical rational mind last I just want to say that it's really important to stick to the plan it's so important to stick to the plan guys you know who doesn't ever stick to the plan them. Have you ever noticed that? That like you make a plan and they can't ever keep the plan and then they'll like even pretend like there was a plan. Oh, I didn't know there was a plan. Yeah, check your texts. It's, you know, you agreed we were going to meet at this time at this place, so on and so forth. Or if the court has given them a plan, they're not going to follow the plan. That means we always have to follow the plan. That gives us an advantage. And by following the plan, I mean plans like this, that you're being strategic um, to sort of safeguard yourself, but also your plans for recovery. You know, if you are involved um, with a therapist who's helping you, um, if you have some sort of a spiritual guide who's helping you, or you have, you know, done all the reading yourself and research yourself, and there's other plans that you found through literature and research, great, right? But then stick to it. And it could be any plan. It doesn't have to be my program of recovery. It could be a different program of recovery. But it's very important to stay on the path because they don't, right? So that means that we will be... Um, we will be able to navigate in a way that's healthier because we're doing a lot more forward thinking, um, proactive thinking, strategic thinking, 
and they will always try to um, disarm us, to confuse us, to pull the rug out from under us by constantly changing the plan. So when you start changing the plan too, now here we are again with chaos, drama, upheaval, dysfunction, right? So one foot in front of the other, stick to the plan as best you can, right? And I think that's it for today, guys. I'm looking at my list and I think I hit all the marks. Don't forget about the snap classes. The link is in the notes here to the video. And I hope you have a great rest of the week and I'll see you next Wednesday. Bye. If you like this podcast, subscribe and leave us a review. Find Mandy Friedman, LPCC, CCDVC on YouTube and Facebook. Join the SNAP Survivors of Narcissistic and Abusive Personalities Facebook group and follow us on Instagram at the official SNAP. Thanks for listening.